This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the One Step Better Podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me today, this week, as always, Matt Patrick. What's up, Mike? Welcome, Matt. Thanks, buddy. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Lovely, lovely. Today, we're going to be talking about something that is, I would hope, on the minds of most small business owners, uh, and that is growth. How, do, how can we get better, get bigger, get uh, more, whatever it is, you know, and we'll define growth in some different ways that you can look at that, uh, but really do that in a way that is intentional and, and smart um, and realistic. And so uh, we're going to jump into that in just a second, but before we get too far down the road, we've got to ask you, Matt, would you rather... Be able to shrink down to the size of a mouse or grow up really big like a giant. So, like, think Ant-Man, right? Ah, yes. Yeah, Ant-Man. Ant- I mean, Ant-Man. <laughs> if or, you were Ant-Man, where would you spend the majority of your time? Big or little? I got to think being big would be a better than being small. Really? Yeah, because, like, small, like, I, I, I think of, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids way back in the day. And, like, all these big ants and all the stuff that comes up because you are small. And I'd have to be like you have to travel like a lot, but just I think big would be better. You? I I think if it was a permanent thing, <laughs> I would I would probably pick big because of those exact reasons. <laughs> um, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Nightmares. The big giant ants. The big ant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way that this question is written makes me think that you can go back and forth. So you can. Ah. So if that's the case, I think I'd rather be able to shrink down because you like you could You'd go be disappear yeah, or somewhere you know or or go. Run through the walls like a mouse. Honey, I shrunk the kids. If I remember right, like they went through the human body. Right? Was that the one, or is that a different movie? I don't. I thought they had gotten to the point where they could go inside. Oh, that maybe a different movie. I do remember a magic a school movie. bus episode where they did. Well, there that. was like a movie. <laughs> this person could go inside. The, I'll say like a pill, and it was like they drove like a ship and they went through the human body. I, that may not be Honey, I Shrunk the yeah. Kids. I, there's a. Another, I think that's Magic I, School Bus. <laughs> Maybe I. That's a PBS after school special. Uh, it was more than that. Oh, I'm gonna have to think about this one. I forgot. Um, that's interesting. So, I, so you would rather just be able to blow up, be a giant? Um, I think there's a little like. I, I think the idea of traveling faster. If I'm, how big can I be? I can like take two steps to go where I want to go. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think a giant though, like. Like t- like, like Shaq. you can't get like on Shaq. A, no, no, no. Shaq is a normal dude. No, he's not. He is, he's not a normal dude, but he is a normal dude. From the perspective of this question, so thirty foot high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you ain't getting on an airplane, so you ain't flying super fast. You're not yeah. moving super fast. Yeah. You. Yeah. I, don't know I think stuff. this is uh, without getting too psychological here. I think this is indicative of our personalities. That I would rather be shrink hidden. small, and you would rather go big. Go bigger home, go home. Mike. I think, yeah, I think there might be something to do that. We, we might have to psychoanalyze this. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm ready for that. I need if there's any psychologists listen, I listening, I've had one cup of coffee today. Call so in. Far, we need so. a session, yeah. right? Um, well, you know, I think it goes right into our topic of yeah. growing, right? You want to get bigger, you got to you got to grow. Whenever we talk about growth, it's uh, we always have a preconceived idea of what growth looks like in our mind. Yep. And generally, I think from from my perspective, it's always it's typically revenue um, or profitability. Uh, one of those two numbers. But the reality is what we find working with a bunch of small businesses is that growth doesn't, it, it can be that, but that might not be the driver. That may be the secondary reaction. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we talk with a lot of restaurant owners that are, hey, you know what? I got one location. It's doing really well. Or sometimes even it's doing, it's terribly. doing terribly. 
So I think I'm going to go add a second one, either to boost the performance of the overall or to try to replicate what we're doing. So it may be location based. Mm -hmm. um, also, sometimes growth, a lot of questions we'll get on is when do I need to add a person or add headcount or maybe it's hire that next employer, or hire that admin support, whatever it may be. Um, and so it could be headcount. You know, I'm adding people to my team. Um, but, you know, traditionally, I think most people think of growth as you know, more revenue, more sales or profitability. Uh, yep. And so whenever we talk about growth today and, and doing that in a smart way that's intentional and by design, I think it's important to keep in mind that it can it can be all of those things. Yeah, I, I've struggled with this. You know, um, I've been often told I probably run I'm too growth minded as opposed to being as intentional as I should. I did. And I, and I would always reverse that go, well, I'm intentionally fast growing. That's yeah. intentional. I also think through like, obviously there's the physical growth side of it. So you're talking about revenue, but it's the maturity of that business. So, you know, the processes and the financial, edu you know, the financial maturity of the business and the dialing in of their business that is also growing, you know, how to develop your teammates, the hiring better, all those things are part of your growing model. For me, the struggle I've had is from a growth standpoint is making sure I'm not growing just for growth sake, but making sure I'm growing smart or intentional. And yeah. I, and I, it is a, and it's a hard balance. You know, it's, am I not making what I want to make yet? So I think I want to grow more. Is it the joy of maybe changing the role that I'm in so that would in, I would enjoy what I'm doing more. So I need to grow in order to get to where I want to be personally from a, my role in the organization. All those things kind of led to where I want I wanted to grow a little faster. Well, and I think that's that's the probably the most important part of this conversation is is the understanding of understanding why you want to grow. What is your what is your ultimate goal? Because if I'm if I'm running a business for at some point in time, I had a reason why I started my business. Mm -hmm. it, it could be a million different things. It could be simply I didn't want to be an employee. I wanted to be in control, whatever it is. Or I just didn't want to work for somebody because I want to build my own thing and have my own like legacy type of deal. could be because I know that my earning potential is more unlimited whenever I'm out on my own doing my own thing. It could be a variety of reasons. But if you're listening and you don't understand why you're growing, then you're not going to have focus and intentionality on that growth until you figure that out. Yeah, my, my first goal, and I think back to why I wanted to grow, it was first was my financial um, security. I wanted to make sure me and my family were taken care of and that we were able to pay our bills and live the life we wanted to live from a financial standpoint. Then it became a, you know, I want to help more business owners be successful. Well, more. More became, I need to, I want to reach another person. But also in my role, it was like, well, but I don't necessarily want to be the person that has to serve that client. I want our team to serve the client. In order to do that, I have to have a bigger team to do it. That was my next level of growth. But I had to be able to afford that, which got me back to financial security again. Yeah. So this is a cycle. But for me, at this point in my stage, you know, it's that idea of growth goal for us is how do we um, grow the financial security of our whole team? Now, that's the next wave we're on. But, like, over time, your target may be changing while you want to grow. You know, my, my parents went to business and they said their biggest mistake was not accelerating growth when they had the opportunity to, to create the security for when the downturns happened, they would have been able to ride that out. And I think about that a lot right now with the economy, the way we're going right now, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to take my foot off the pedal now knowing that, hey, the next, who knows what the next three to five, seven years looks like, if we continue to grow, we'll be able to, to, to be able to yeah. meet all of our goals. I see this as a spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one that we talk about often internally. And, and on one end of the spectrum is that 
hyper building phase where we're trying to get bigger, better, stronger, whatever it is, growth, 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 more, 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 more build. And then on the other end of the spectrum is a maintain. It's we've made it to a level. I mean, you can, you know, the awards that we've won, it's, we've been recognized for our success. We've been successful over the years. Um, and so what would it look like just to maintain that and not worry about growth? The, the struggle that I think most people make is that they associate that maintain on that one end of the spectrum with laziness or contentment. And that's not what maintain is somewhere in the middle. There is a contentment that happens where I'm, I have to be able to maintain what's gotten me here. Otherwise, the wheels are going to fall off the train and we're all going to crash. We're not going to stop all activities. Right. And then on the other end is I still have to be growing in order to iterate, develop, mm-hmm. get better, You know, continue to stay up to date with the market, make sure that we're serving our customers well, all those things. I I like that that middle part similar to you that middle part is where we try to the, get to as often the cream as possible. Well, that's where we, you know, we've talked about plateaus over the years. Like, hey, we can build a lot of growth for a while, and then we're gonna find some magic sweet spots, right? We've our team is the right size, we're servicing them really well, um, we've dialed in our processes, but that also means that okay, now as we continue to grow, at some point we're gonna have. Uh, a new client that comes on board or we have a new opportunity that we have to train new people on and I need to have the opportunity to train them on something. Well, if I have everything dialed in, then there's no opportunity for them to learn. I need a plan for them to, and I also need people to develop. So if someone's been here for two years or three years, we're looking to develop to the next level at our firm. I need to have somewhere for them to go. Yeah. And so I, I want it. That's why I kind of look at that growth is that there's always like that little perfect plateau for a little bit, but I didn't have to hit the pedal again to get to yeah. the next plateau. Intentional growth is that stair step. It, it is that, you know, we talk about one step better. That's what, whenever we talk about intentional growth, that's what we're talking about. It's not a hockey stick. Nope. Nope. If you zoom into that hockey stick, what you will find is there are stair steps because we do have to do something, whatever it is, there's an event that triggers growth. And then we, from an, from a operational standpoint, we have to figure out all the stuff that that growth. kind of how to catch up to that growth a little bit. And then and we then finally catch we up, figure that out. <laughs> and then we go to the next step and we Very figure much. that out. We go to the next Very step. Much. And there's brain damage along the way. Yeah. So like that first time that the next step goes up, it's okay. I, oh, that scar hurts. We messed that up or we made a bad hire. Or we, Ooh, that's not exactly what we wish to have done it. Or the services that we provided wasn't exactly what we wanted to do in the package. And we've done that a little bit over the last few years as we've expanded into some new service lines. And I did, it was like, Ugh. It's not as good as I want to be yet, or we're not pricing it the way we want to, or we're not staffing it, or the process isn't as good as it should be. And all those are part of that growing. That's evolution. the learning curve, yeah. It is. And, and the moment we got it figured out, we get a little happy. <laughs> and like, Okay, let's do the next one. Yeah. And so that's where I enjoy that, um, but it does cause gray hair and brain damage. You mentioned scars. brain damage, yeah. Yeah. And you know, some of the things that we've learned over time is that if you're hiring people that are – just wanting to be stable and never have changes in their lives. This is a terrible it's place for you to work. Tough to work in a growing <laughs> business because, especially as a small business, there's always changes. There's always something that we're going to do a little bit different. And honestly, sometimes we don't wait until our people catch up with the new norm before we change that norm. Yeah. And and now we can debate on whether that's good, bad, and different, or, or whatever. I, but yes. it's it's worked out for us. But part of our hiring of us probably well (laughs) maybe the right way to say part of our hiring strategy is not to hire people who are adverse to change yeah or yeah who can't handle that yeah picking up 
with an unclear process or a not perfectly laid out plan or don't have to have a checklist to everything is really important around here. I wish it wasn't the case, but that's not my personality. And unfortunately, I'm going to keep throwing wrenches, yeah. hopefully with the chance of improvement. But I also know that I, I see a bigger end game than where we are. Yeah. So I just like the idea, okay, let's keep making it better. Well, that means I'm going to keep trying to make things better. Yeah. I, well, the thing I like, I enjoy that. I enjoy that culture. I enjoy that fast pace. Things could change at, the, at a moment's hat or drop of a hat. Um, what is difficult about that is it can fly in the face of some of the conventional wisdom, especially if you go read about, like even E-Myth, which is a great book. Yeah, creating processes for everything. It's Yeah, it's everything is McDonaldized, yeah. where there is, you have machines making your Cokes now. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 a great philosophy. I and like we try to do that as much as we can, but at the end of the day, well, we're I'm moving saying, so quick, it's hard to, to keep up with that. When I think of like the Coke, your Coke analogy is like, yes, I think there's a way to make that Coke automated. And then I go, you know, maybe there's a better way to do it. Oh, there's going to be a better way. Or we'll prove that this is working yeah. really well and we're good with it. But let's say we try that Coke machine and, and it gets it right seven out of 10 times. Well, God, I really want to get it out 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. Like, there's still improvement to make. And yeah. So I don't think that's any different than we're trying to do all the time. So like as we evolved in our accounting processes or our payroll processes, as we find new ways to do things or new technology arises, I want to be able to look at it and go, you know what, this actually would improve our process across the board. We talk about all this time, saving five minutes across our whole yeah. firm for every task we do repetitively. My gosh, that time becomes infinite. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's why our, if I write a process down today, it's kind of a futile exercise because I feel like it's going to be different in six months. Yes. And that's one of the challenges of just being a growing business because Correct. there you almost need an FTE to just simply manage your process documentation. Correct. So then it becomes because it changes so often. We do a lot of, which is why our training method is a lot of hands-on and understanding the why mm -hmm. in the beginning. What we're trying to get to. This Correct. Is, yeah. This is why these are our processes, not yeah. this is our process. And then it becomes, hey, if we're going to make a change to our process, the, the why we didn't change, it's the how. And so that makes it a little easier, I think, for us to absorb that changes. Hey, we're not changing the fact that we're going to get to this end game. This step here, I think there may be a better way. And then this step here may be a better way. So we're going to keep beating those things up. You know, how do we make this little step better? So maybe it's automatically gathering documents from a client. Or it could be how do we want to produce our financial statements in a more systematized way. If I'm talking about accounting on the payroll side, it's okay. What are we doing to better educate a client during onboarding, during the path from start to finish, so that when we do our first training, they're already had they're they're more familiar with the process than than we were doing hand on training with them. Yeah. So just understanding the why is a big deal there. Process documentation um, is is a difficulty whenever you have a growing business. Another one, probably even a, the biggest one of all, is growth sucks cash. Oh yeah. It is expensive. Oh, oh, yeah to grow from a cash flow perspective. And so as you are planning on opening that next location or um, adding headcount or, you know, whatever it may be, you have to consider the impact that it's going to have on cash, not just, Hey, in three years, when all this works out perfectly and there's no hiccups, then this is what it's going to look like. <laughs> yes. But you know, realistically, it's going to be expensive to do those things. Uh, we've talked about this a lot in Charlie. This is where the accountant in me comes out. We're investing in either one side or the other on our books. If I'm investing in growth, I have to be thinking like I'm investing. This is an investment in the long term, yeah. not an investment in the short term, which means in my world, I talk through the idea of I'm investing in my balance sheet. The 
business I'm building is worth more if I'm bigger and better than I am today. So may, I may not get as much cash out of it today in the long run I get more cash out of it. I'm putting a dollar in today to hopefully get $10 back in the future versus I can make another dollar today. Now, you, you have win to grow some, to that point though. You have to win and lose some along <laughs> the way though, right? So an investment doesn't always make money. So we have to have that disclaimer. Yes. Yeah. What, I don't know what the, you know, tomorrow's future successes are not based on past or historical difference or whatever they say. Yeah. But so, but like I could squeeze more profit out of our business if I wanted to not develop my team, if I wanted to not have as big a sales department and marketing department, if I wanted to, you know, pinch pennies all over the place to make sure that we didn't have the best equipment. But by having better equipment and investing in software and investing in people in development and investing in sales and marketing, I'm going to have a bigger business in the long run. That cost me current cash and profitably mm -hmm. today. Um, and that's the and balance, that's, and balance every business owner is going through. Like if I open up another restaurant, I'm going to spend half a million dollars to do it. Okay. Hopefully I'm going to make $250,000 a year out of that restaurant for the next 15 years after that. So I've got my $500,000 back. And it's that's a, where it all depends upon <laughs> what your goal is, right? Correct. Because if correct. my goal, let's, let's if I'm 70 years old and I have a desire to retire in three years, then it may my answer may be different if correct. than if I'm a 22 year old young buck that's trying to start a new business that wants to grow it into a multi million dollar enterprise. Yeah, you're going to sell your business based on a multiple of EBITDA or of your net earnings to owner or some number. Well, if you know that you can squeeze out an extra million dollars over the, over the, the course of this year by being smarter with your money. And that turns into now I'm going to sell this at five times earnings. That's gave me an extra 5 million bucks. If I need to invest a million dollars though, to make my asset eventually give me where I'm making an extra million dollars a year, then I'm going to, that short-term cash is going to be gone and I've got yeah. to do that. And so positioning your business for the, what is your exit, which is what you had like, what's yeah. the end goal in mind? If I'm not trying to sell for 20 years, which is where I'm at, or 25 or 30 or whatever that number is, I still want to invest in what that asset's worth. I don't I don't need the current profitability to pay my bills. I need the current dollars that we earn today to pay for the future investment of the firm. Yeah. Let's say there's somebody out there that's listening that is currently maybe not in a growing business, has been stagnant for maybe since inception. Maybe it's just been the past couple of years hasn't gone super great. And that owner is getting a little bit downtrodden. They're a little mm -hmm. bit, I mean, I don't know what to do next. What do you find is a, is there any common themes on why a business is growing and then stops growing or just can't really get off the tracks? I think through a couple things right away. So the first one is, do you actually have a goal? Like, hey, look, I want to get to here and we cannot get there. Or, you know, I was just kind of happy where we were and now I don't really feel content with that. And, um, um, I, and so that kind of gets me, so I want to first identify where we're trying to go. I can't try to make a plan to get something better if I don't have an idea where I want to go. The second piece of that is I generally would say you haven't really um, uh, thought through your people plan. So growth to me is 100% built on the backs of the people on your team all going in the same direction because any person who is on your team who's not up for that growth goal is a big it's a flat edge on a wheel, right? I mean, if everybody is on a wheel and, and the one person's not, your, your wheel's not going to turn. I think it's the same thing. So people really drive that idea of growth. And so having a very core understanding of your mindset of where you want to go, what your mission is, what your values are, and what your 
you know, where, where, where are we, what do we want to be? Like, if I'm not making what I want to make. So if they're, if they're goals, I'm not making what I want to make, which is what we see a lot. Hey, mm-hmm. when we get a new client coming in, we're like, you know, I'm just not making what I think I should be making. All right, let's evaluate. Are you not pricing right? Do you have a goal in mind? Do you not have a, what are you doing to market? What are you doing to watch your cost? Are you managing your inventory well? Or um, have you really defined the services you're selling? So it comes back to a refresh. A lot of times they've gotten stale with technology. They've gotten stale with their people. They haven't driven uh, cornerstoning of what their true mission is that, that maybe got lost a little bit. So I'd say I want to really focus on where we're trying to go. I think it takes discipline too. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have to understand, like, because there's I think there's two types of, of business owners. One that is, yeah, I'm not really growing, and I don't want to change anything. To I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's I'm good not a problem. That. It's that's not a your problem. goal. That's yeah, that, and that's that's on that's mm-hmm. where content is not like you could be content and not be growing. That's perfectly fine. Um, and and. For those folks, it's it's don't don't get sidetracked by all the people that are saying you have to grow because you don't want to, and that's perfectly fine. That's your right as 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 the business owner. Um, but then if there is the people that you know what I do truly want to grow, not just I talk about wanting to grow, but I truly do want to grow, then that I think that first step is you have to develop the discipline to actually do the things necessary to get there, mm-hmm. because you cannot continue to do the same thing and expect different results. That's insanity. Uh, and so you have to be able to say, look. Am I doing this or am I not doing this? And you got to draw that line in the sand and make a hard decision there. Because if you are, if you truly are committing to growth, you have to be able to do the things necessary to, to actually accomplish those goals. A couple of things. One, you need to be around people in your industry that are already doing that, that you need, that you can sit down with and say, look, you know, what am I doing can wrong? we go grab a cup of coffee? Because I admire you from a distance, and I want to be like you when I grow up, and I just lo- love to learn some things. That's how I started. That's what I did. The, my, my first conversation when I, got, when I got into PASVA was, oh, my gosh, these guys have it figured out. I need to go visit them. I went and knocked on doors and said, hey, I would love to come up and visit your firm. Would you mind if I come up? Yeah, anytime. And I went and visited half a dozen firms. Um, and it's eye-opening. It's, this is what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if, if, but if you can develop that discipline and you can learn some things that, you know, this is what people that are growing are, are doing um, and take those home and, and start to implement those things, you're going to see some small changes over time. The second thing is you have to be willing to pull the trigger hmm. uh, because I can say that, you know what, I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. I'm going to do all the homework. I know how to do it now. I've developed the discipline to, to get in the habit of doing this. And then that first thing is going to pop up that's going to test you. And it's going to say, hey, you know what? In order to actually get to that, here's the things that you have to do differently and change. And it could be significant change. It could be you need to take some people off your team that have been loyal to you for multiple years. Yep. It could be you have to change your complete technology that you're using to run your business. It, you know, Implement a new POS. Um, it could be to I got to change some of the services that I'm selling because I got some stuff that's not profitable and it's sucking my time. You have to be able to then put the pen to paper and actually do yeah. the work. Action plan matters there. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, you know, um, when you said, hey, what, I have to make some physical change. It's like, yeah, it's the same thing. If I want to go lose weight, I've got to go figure out how I'm going to lose weight. But like, if I think about from my business standpoint, it's so different. Like if I have a person who is not ideal suited for our values, they're taking away from us from our goals. It's a terrible conversation, but we have to do it. Yeah. Or if it's this this thing that we're doing is broken, We've got to go fix it. Like it, it's not a, and fixing it is makes us better in the long run. It's a short term loss and a long term gain. You got to kind of keep beating your head against. I'm gonna make this better. Intentions are a dime a dozen. Yep. It's your actions action, that action, are gonna action, move action. it. Move and, and decide. The 
paralysis by analysis I see of business owners around me drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's not me. Accountants are the worst in that. We are the worst, <laughs> yes. Um, it's the, well, you know, I might, but I, I'm like, no, just decide. Just do it. And if it's yeah. version 1.0 is better than version 0.0, and if it's not as good as it needs to be, make it 1.1 and 1.2, and then eventually make Here's it 2.0. Here's the deal. Whenever you decide and you implement, it's still not going to be perfect. No matter how good and you try it. And it doesn't matter if you spent 10 minutes thinking about it or 10 years thinking about it. It's not going to be perfect. And 1.1 is going to be a little bit better and still not perfect. Right. 4.0 is going to be significantly better and still not perfect. Correct. It's That's that's the thing. Like you have to keep it. Like you're not going to develop the perfect item right. right from the start. And and I the accounts, like you said, accounts are definitely the worst. The idea that I have to have a checklist to do everything I do. That's never, there's no perfect checklist until the, yeah. the checklist is good until the one thing pops up that's not on it. Because just like we talked about <laughs> earlier, it will, it's going to change anyway. Correct. <laughs> it's going to change anyway. Correct. Last yeah. thing I want to talk about real quick, and we kind of tease this out at the very beginning, is um, some people are of the mindset that, you know what, my business isn't doing so great right now. Uh, and I just need some kind of new blood, new energy, a refreshing, whatever. And my solution for that is I think I might need to go and open a second business. <laughs> Or I may need to go and open a, another lo- second location, possibly. Um, what do you What do you think of the idea that adding something fixes my problems? The only thing that's going to add to fix your problem is people. Good people. Good people fix yeah. your problems, yeah. right? And so, adding a location when your first one's not successful is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, and I have clients doing it all the time. Yeah, and I just go. Let's prove this concept first before we move on to doing trying to do the same thing somewhere else. Um, I would say most of the time they're already distracted enough. That just creates let's secondly distract it, or they think they're gonna. It's a magic pill. Yeah. Well, we're in the wrong location, or you know that I have this wonderful new person to be a manager, but I don't have a place for them here, so I'm gonna go hire. Well, yeah. that person is here for a month, and, and they, yeah, and so. <laughs> Yeah. Unpopular opinion here. Yeah. Right. Um, the problem with adding a new location or whatever it may be, starting a new business, whenever you're struggling already, is that your number one problem goes with you, which is you. Yeah, the reason you're, bu- you, know, you have to be able to take ownership to say the reason my business is struggling is because of me. Mm-hmm. If I'm the owner, if I'm the founder, if I'm the leader, um, or even on a leadership seat in on the table. If something is struggling, that's my fault, and I can't go start something else until I figure out what what's struggling. Amen. And so, because your your troubles, all your problems are going to come with you. Yeah. If you're indecisive in your first store and you're afraid to hire somebody, or you're disorganized there, you're going to take all those same problems to your new store. You know, that's most of what we find. Our disorganized business owner who is struggling at one store decides to open up a second store and is a disorganized business owner. With two locations. Now with <laughs> twice as many losses as he had before, yeah. uh, him, him or her had before. And it happens all the time. Um, somebody already you know, pulled in a million different directions is now pulled in two million directions. It's it's no different. It's like, yeah. okay, this is not fix your problem. Yeah. And these are all things that we've struggled with over the years. And yeah, we grow. Figured. Oh, we're, we're trying. Well, we figured out that we were trying to do seven things at once instead of one thing at once. And we have every team trying to do seven different things, and they're all like, so that's where EOS has really come, I think, very handy for us. We get a little more, now, what are we trying to fix right now? What are the three things we want to do this week? Yeah. Let's do three more things next week. Let's not try to do 70 things this week and 70 things next week. Yeah, focus helps. Focus yes, helps. very much so. Um, yeah, just to wrap it up, the thing I, I think I want people to, to always remember um, as, as they listen to this episode is if you are a business owner, a leader, a key leader in your organization, 
and you really do want to find a way to grow that business, you got to start with why. You know, what are you trying to accomplish long term? Why are you? Why do you have that innate desire to grow? Is it self serving? Is it you know you want to help others or serve others? Um, I'm not going to sit here as a moralistic police and tell you that one's right, one's wrong, and these are good reasons, bad reasons. You have to figure that out yourself. But when you do figure that out, it will, you will find that it it shows its head in all of those ideas and plans and desires to grow. So if you can get to the center of why you're trying to grow, it will help you be more intentional, both long-term, short-term, on the steps that you need to take to actually hit those growth plans. Yeah, that clarity is super important. I, I immediately thought through the idea of, okay, if I was looking to grow today and I'm not as profitable as I would need to be, so I don't have the money I need to do, revenue may not be the growth you need to fix. It could be your personal growth. So identify and have really strong clarity on what you're, what and why you're trying to grow. Yeah, because if you're anything like us, what you'll find is that your business will outpace your ability to grow personally and Correct. keep up with it. Correct. To, again, because why? We're the biggest problem. We are the biggest problem. <laughs> so, Matt, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, for you guys listening, uh, again, I appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you click subscribe. That way you can never miss an episode. Uh, and we'll catch you next time on the One Step Better podcast. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.